Welcome to Divine Throughline. I'm Ma Ananda Srimati, sometimes known as Julie Pyatt, and I'm here to share with you musings and perspectives on what it really truly means to live a life divine. Thank you so much for joining me, everyone. Hi, Cosmic Family, beloved tribe. Um, really overjoyed to be joining you here on the medium of the pod. Thank you for listening to my podcast, Divine Throughline. It's truly a beautiful medium and way to connect uh, wherever we are all over planet Earth. So thank you so much for your radiant presence. I appreciate you and uh, and I'm grateful for you. So um Hi, uh, where to begin? I'm super excited today because I'm actually going to announce the details of my first solo retreat. Um, It is called Beloved, and it is uh, worshiping or embodying the body as temple. So this is a a program that I feel is very, very um, poignant, very relevant for this time on planet Earth. I definitely was initiated into a deeper level of this understanding after uh, very intense energies before the eclipse, um, leading up to the eclipse gates. So uh, I've really been led to this awareness that uh, one of the most powerful things that we can do in our lives is connect to our own, our very own life, our very own life form our very own divine energetic blueprint and physical vehicle in a way uh, that is the utmost uh, in sacred relationship. So the overarching theme of this workshop is um, to establish and remember a connection with your body as the divine temple of the soul spirit and Uh, energetic energies that make up what it means to be a divine human. I have noticed in my own life and also with people that I meet and work with uh, all over the world that there is a deep uh, disconnection between body and spirit, between this personality of who we think we are, uh, you know, no matter the name it is called by or the identity qualities we have picked up and assigned to our being, Um, I feel there is a rampant disconnection from that life form. And many of us, including myself, uh, are living our lives as if we are disassociated from the body or disassociated from the spirit. So uh, this workshop is a uh, uh, gathering and a integration of of many different types of processes. We're going to do, of course, daily meditation and yoga. We're going to do some initiations, self-initiations into what it means to be a solar being. Um, We're going to do some yoga nidra processes, which are guided yogic lucid dreaming practices. It's going to be, of course, um, uh, foundationally supported by plant-based food. And I'm going to, of course, be doing uh, a cheese demo and answering all questions regarding cheese because food is the first portal to awaken 
Two, remembering the truth of who we are. And in addition, it's a, you know, it's a daily practice. It's a maintenance of what we choose to put into these divine uh, um, houses uh, that are carrying this immense energy. And as you all know, um, the divine human is is uh, a beloved life form, and I have great belief and and uh, knowing in humanity that when we remember our nature, when we reconnect to that which we've just forgotten for a moment, um, we are more powerful than any uh, other force that uh, that would care to. Um, overpower us or keep us in illusion or keep us away from the truth of who we are. So I'm super, super uh, excited and and um, just feel immensely blessed that this all came about this way. Um, I am going to take a sip of my cacao latte before I continue. So I did share the recipe on the newsletter. Did you guys get it? Have you guys subscribed to my newsletter? <laughs> if you go to srimati.com and you subscribe, then I'll send you a newsletter once or twice a week. And um, about every other time I include a recipe. So anyway, this is the cacao latte. It's basically made with cashews. With um, This one has a little cocoa butter in it, coconut sugar, and hot water. And it's really yummy. So check this out. Yum. That's so good. Okay, so um, just to give you the backstory on why Malta and how did Malta come to being. So I had a healing session some months ago. Um, I've talked to you guys about this amazing psychic. Um, her name is April Rucker. If you wish to work with her, you can find her at IamAprilRucker.com. That is I-M-I-A-M, April, and her last name is spelled R-U-C-K-E-R.com. She has a very full schedule. She's booked out a couple months in advance. Um, she is well worth of the experience if you, for many, many reasons. Uh, she does etheric healing, which is similar to a process that I also do. Um, she also is uh, a medium. She's a channel, so she can speak to souls who have, who have transitioned to the other side. So if you have a beloved uh, or a loved one who has transitioned and you feel like you would benefit from some communication with that being, there is that possibility to have that interaction. I have had that. Um, it's been extremely expansive and very healing for me. And uh, you just have to experience it to really um, know it for yourself. You'll know in the moment because you'll feel it inside of yourself. It will ring true um, with an emotional clarity and information and offers an amazing resolution for us. So that's really great. But in addition to that, or I think even more importantly than that, April works to clear uh, miasms and imbalances from multiple timelines. Her work is very powerful. The first time I worked with her, I could feel my brain shifting for two weeks after. So she really does do something. <laughs> um, and uh, I think I've had now, I think, four sessions with her, and they've ranged from, uh, uh, you know, that basically reconciliation with a loved one who's departed all the way to a business meeting, actually. So um, anyway, so April, uh, maybe a couple sessions back, she 
revealed to me that I had a main life guide in this lifetime uh, that we've had many, many lifetimes together. And when she first told me about it, I was kind of like, oh, I don't really care because I'm really just focused on direct connection. I'm not so focused on a guide. And um, she lovingly tried to explain to me that, you know, this was a very important relationship to me and that we had had a very important uh, lifetime on Malta. So when she told me that, I went and looked up Malta. I had never really considered Malta. I think I'd heard of it before, but I'd never really connected with where it is located on planet Earth. So I went and checked it out, and uh, and it was quite gorgeous, the images of it, and I sort of just put it to the side. And then on the way to Plant Power Ireland, I was looking at the bios and noticed that one of our attendees who came, Justin, um, he actually had a business on Malta and it caught my attention. Um, Over the course of the week of Plant Power Ireland, as you guys already know, we had this magnificent experience and uh, Justin in particular uh, really felt like a soul brother reconnected um, definitely cosmic in origin. And uh, at some time afterwards, he connected with um, studio owners from Malta. Um, Yasmin and Ambe, her sister, have, I think, three locations in Malta, and it's called Sanya Malta. So it's an eco spa, it's a yoga um, center. And um, much to Justin's surprise, she had both this cheese's nuts in the plant power way in her studio. And uh, he made the introduction and she offered uh, to host a retreat. She suggested it and I said yes. So anyway, um, the retreat details I want to give you right now. Um, some of you emailed in already, and thank you for that. Um, I will be sending you out an email actually even before this episode's post with all the details, but let me just give you the date. So the name of the workshop is Body as Temple, and it's walking the earth of as sons of goddess, a solar being. So this Mostly women have been responding, but I know for sure Justin's coming, so there's at least one guy. So there'll be some men there. This is not only for women, it's for everyone, but it's going to be a perspective that I offer, um, which I have shared on the podcast recently, of the um, focus of the feminine actually being connected with the sun, of our reconnection with the fact that we are a solar race, and that uh, you know we have this wonderful opportunity when we connect to the sun, we connect to the galactic essence of who we are, and it offers a very multidimensional experience. So that's kind of the the reason for the title. And this is going to be called, I'm sorry, it's Beloved Workshop. It's at Sanya Eco Spa in Malta, and it's October 12th through the 15th. It's going to be an evening beginning, so we'll have, you know, a, a dinner and orientation, and then Um, The retreat begins on the 13th. So it's the 13th, 14th, and 15th of October. The price is 490 euros, and it includes plant-based meals and the use of Sanya Spa facilities. What it does not include is accommodations or airfare. And uh, when you go to the page, if you go to srimati.com, 
we will have all the info there. And there is a link, of course, Yasmin and Ambe, they, they live on Malta. And so they have connections to Airbnb and can um, also just a, actually not even Airbnb, but also a small um, bread and bre- bed and breakfast. I can't talk bed and breakfast um, where you can you know get situated. So anyway, I hope some of you will be joining me there. It's going to be divine. We do have a limited space, so it's already we haven't even announced it, and we've already sold spaces. And then I had about. Um, maybe 15 inquiries that came in from people just when I mentioned it last time. So if you are interested, um, time is of the essence. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what they're going to cap it at, but um, it, you know, it, it is a yoga studio, so there's only you know, so much space in the room. So anyway, I hope you'll join me uh, for that incredible experience. I also want to just let you guys know that I'm going to be in Barcelona before. I'm flying into Barcelona. I'm coming with my two girls. I really um, just uh, wanted to have them with me throughout this experience. So we're going to go to Barcelona, and uh, I'm going to be drinking tea with Master Wuda on the 30th of September. I will, um, actually, I can probably pull up the details of that right now. Let me see if I can get it to come up. Um, and if not, then email me and I'll let you know. Also, I do need accommodations in Barcelona from the 26th of September through the 30th. Uh, after that, I have a friend that I'm going to be staying with. So I just thought I would float that out there in case anybody has any recommendations or any place that might be suitable for me and my two kids, my two girls. All right. So that's, there we have it. Um, hold on. I'm just going to see if I can find Buddha's schedule. Um, it is uh, at a tea house in Barcelona. And I'm so overjoyed that I can go and see this beautiful being and drink tea with him for a day. So I'm pretty excited about that. It's going to be amazing. Um, so if you go to globalteahut.org, you can find his schedule, but let me just see if I can pull it up here. Um, tea expansion new. Sorry. They're amazing. By the way, globalteahut.org, you can subscribe and become part of the tea community. And every month you'll be sent a new tea and this amazing magazine that is all made with, with um, sustainable ink. So it's completely green, important to know. Um, and it's just an amazing community and your donation goes to support the ashram. He has an ashram where he receives guests from all over the world and you can travel to this ashram and actually stay there um, if you've been accepted uh, for free for periods of 10 days. So, okay, so here I am. I found it. So it's Saturday, September 30th and it's from 2 to 6.30 p.m. and it's at... Kaj Chai Tea House in Barcelona. So it's Kaj, I think, um, C-A-J, Chai Tea House in Barcelona. So maybe I'll see you there. Um, let me see what the, what the uh, prices of it really quickly. So um, hold on. I'm going to do this. Here, Jaya, you can have this. And I'm recording, okay? All right. 
So let's look at this. Um, what's the price? Isn't it nice? You guys just hanging out with me. I'm so relaxed. Um, I can't find it. Oh, here it is. Oh, it's um, 35 euros or 30 euros for Global Tea Hut members. That's another thing. If you sign up, then you get five euros off. Um, all donations will go to cover the expenses of the trip and help cover costs at Tea Sage Hut, the free tea and Zen center in Taiwan that operates on a donation basis. So anyway, check that out. Um, and I hope to see some of you there as well. So what to do today? Um, I wanted to tell you guys that I have Guru Singh. I had Guru Singh on the podcast, which was an absolute joy. Um, but I was so busy when he was here that I really my intro really sucked. And so I'm going back to work on that, but I will post him next week. But what I wanted to do today is possibly jump into some of the questions that I've been getting. So I mentioned to you that uh, April Rucker does a similar, you know, we do a similar healing process. So um, I do have an announcement. I've been getting an increased request for private sessions. And uh, up until recently, I had been hardly doing any sessions just because I, I don't have the bandwidth or the energy to do that. However, on retreat, as part of that experience, many of, many of the attendees um, come to me for private sessions. And the results and benefits have been immense. And the work is very, very needed. And so I have now opened up a, a schedule on my website for private healing sessions. Um, they are, the times are normally 11 a.m. PST to 1230. Uh, so it's kind of during my lunch uh, time. And uh, I'm going to be doing that on a limited basis. So if you're interested, you can email in. Uh, you can go to the website to find out more information about it. But basically, the type of healing that it is, is it's a facilitation of a clearing and a realignment with your multidimensional energies. And a lot of us have traumas and blockages from many, many lifetimes, past, present, future, um, that we are dealing with. And, and a lot of times when we feel uh, a trauma come up or a challenge in life come up, it can feel bigger than the issue at hand. And that is because it is bleeding into other lifetimes or other experiences that we have had. And over my experience of, of being a seeker and doing healing work, I have done uh, hundreds of these sessions uh, myself as a as a client, you know, as a, I guess, patient, the word is. Um, and I learned a lot of techniques about how to identify, how to release um, energies from your field, how to realign yourself, uh, and just how to call for the most divine integration that's available for you in this moment. So everything that I do is to connect you to yourself. Um, it is not to connect you to me. It is connect to connect you to your own energetic um, force, your own energetic blueprint. So um, anyway, that's going to be available. If you're interested, um, you'll see on the website, you can click through and uh, we will schedule something for you in the coming months. Um, okay. So let me see if I can dive into some of these questions that you guys have been sending. Um, and also, um, let's see here. Here we go. All right. 
So I'm just going to take them from the top, okay? So in no particular order. So I got this one. I won't mention any names just because I didn't ask, but uh, it's probably fine. So this uh, beautiful tribe member says, I'm wondering in this world of consumerism, how do you balance your spiritual lifestyle and not get drawn into consumption? Do you only shop at thrift store, wear only a few outfits and shoes until they are worn through? I find as a woman... We feel this false need to buy goods and dress in a certain way when really all we need is a few clothing items. Anyhow, I'm curious to hear how you keep things simple material-wise in this world of consumerism and stuff. Awesome. I love this question. Um, thank you so much. Uh, let's see. Really super relevant for me right now. And I think that it's multifaceted and it depends. It just depends on where you are in your life. So... From one perspective, um, I feel that uh, consumerism is a distraction. And if you feel into consumerism, it's, um, you know, I had a teacher tell me one time that advertising is the greatest evil that exists on planet Earth. And he sat in my living room and I thought to myself, wow, you are really a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> like, that, like that is really extreme. Uh, but actually, as I've gotten older and grown through, through the years and I see what's going on, is it, it really is. It really is an evil because advertising and everything that is drawing our attention to this external life is distracting us from getting to know ourselves. So... Um, I think we need to understand what is going on and understand that all of the images, the ads, the shows, the themes of movies, um, you know, communities, uh, cities, like all of this, all of this onslaught of information, it is a distraction. And it's that shiny red bike situation where you're, where, you know, you're, riding around in your, uh, you know, I don't want to say whatever, go-kart. And then all of a sudden someone passes you on a shiny red bike. And suddenly you're like, wait, I want a shiny red bike. But really the truth is you don't want a shiny red bike because it's not in alignment with your divine blueprint. And so what happens when we get, we get drawn into consumerism or drawn into collecting things. And I think I used this term the last podcast that, you know, we go collecting things, we collect objects, we collect spiritual practices, we collect names, we collect things and keep making our life more and more complicated as if the next thing is going to deliver us freedom, is going to be the, the thing that like makes it amazing. And, you know, there's some science or, or studies that, you know, the, the desire curve, like the sweet spot of the desire curve is right before you get the possession or the thing that you're desiring. Because as soon as you've gotten the thing, it's all, it, it loses its luster, right? And I had a friend of mine, uh, David Hartman, one of the funniest guys on the planet. He was a longshoreman from... Anchorage, Alaska, and he probably would never be listening to this podcast. So anyway, um, just a quite a unique individual. He used to say to me, Julie, what, <laughs> no, we would say, uh, what happens when you're hungry and you eat? And then he would say, you lose your appetite. And he would just laugh his head off. And I would think you are so weird. But really when you think of that is, it's that desire curve thing. It's, you know, you think you want the thing and then suddenly when you get the thing, you, it's not it, 
you know, it's not really fulfilling you. And same way with these, you know, beautiful rock stars and, and, and musicians that have been departing the planet in maybe an increased frequency lately is it really stops me and, and causes me pause because here you have a person, a creative artist, uh, let's say that is experiencing the ultimate, um, the ultimate, um, maybe in consumerism, you know, like the ultimate experience, like they have thousands of fans that are, um, that are giving them feedback, positive feedback in response to sharing their art and in response to singing. And even that, even that experience is producing a depression because even if you were the most famous rock star on the planet and you're on the stage and millions of people are chanting your name, even that isn't it. <laughs> even that isn't merging with, with your God or your goddess. And so that's the thing with consumerism. And so what is it with each one of us? Um, you know, I have another aspect that I come to my life with, and that is that I am an artist, um, that I am part of my divine blueprint is to create beautiful spaces, is to, I care about my environment deeply. It, it affects me deeply. So, um, you know, you, you would say that there's a certain amount of consumerism that is involved in there. But what I would say is that I'm interested in curated consumerism and I'm sitting in a life right now where my experience is not fully curated. It's not fully curated for a few reasons. Um, even though I built this home, this temple that you know we all live in, that is this gorgeous, amazing experience and blessing, um, I, after building it, um, we went through a financial collapse and I've, I've had possessions that have come into my life that were not my calling. Um, they show up in the form of people dropping stuff off, which on one hand is really generous and, and lovely. And then on another hand, there's a bunch of stuff that has to be gone through. Um, I had uh, the death of my boy's father where possessions entered my house again. Like these possessions that I had been involved with were left with him and his other life. And then when he passed away, it was like they came back in. I was like, oh, there's my China. <laughs> so I have things in my house that are not in alignment with me now, right now. And it's interesting because when I had this initiation last week um, through this very uh, difficult trial uh, that I experienced and kind of test. Um, I had this element in me that was reawakened, which is this deep desire to only have a few possessions, a deep desire to have your space curated very, very specifically. And I'm actually working, um, it's still in the dream state, but one of the things that I'm going to be offering is a collection of of, of your life uh, in curated possessions that all fit in a certain space. So that it would be like, um, you know, if, if you needed the minimal amount of possessions to live a connected life, what would those be? So I guess I'm not, I'm definitely not an advocate of, you know, giving everything away and not having anything uh, to experience your life. I'm too much of a designer for that, uh, and that's not, I'm not a renunciate this lifetime. However, 
Uh, I have been known to have ceremonial burnings. Every few, few years, I stoke a fire safely in my fire pit, and I burn things that are that are not like furniture, but like you know, documents or 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 personal things of mine, papers, photos, things that that no longer have use, that no longer are of relevance. And I know from having experience, um, having to go through somebody's stuff after they've passed on, that I do not want uh, anybody to have to go through any of my stuff when I'm gone. So probably I'm going to have a box. I have a box for every child with a couple things, um, you know, uh, a baby garment or a crystal from their crib, or you know something like this, but in general, uh, the idea is to have only a few possessions. And even when I was a fashion designer and I had hundreds of garments that I was working on, I would give my wardrobe away uh, often. And a lot of people would find that to be very like, well, why are you giving that away? You know, that's a good thing. And the thing is, is that everything changes so quickly. Um, so you know, with some exceptions, I have kept that going. And probably the possessions that I'm looking at right now that I'm considering giving away is, you know, um, a coat that was my mom's that doesn't fit me. But I I don't give it away because I wonder when she transitions if, if I might want to wrap myself in that coat one day, if I might miss her. And that seems maybe kind of silly, but that's honestly been the reason that I haven't given it away. Um, and I have, you know, a couple possessions of my father that I actually use. Actually, I have a poncho of his that's like 70 years old that he wore in the jungles of Ecuador, uh, when he was mapping as a young man. And I have that poncho. Uh, but I guess the, the idea is to, uh, really clear your space when you clear your space, you clear energy. And um, there's an, an amazing woman, and I wish that I had known. I was going to read this question because I would have, I would have uh, mentioned her. Uh, I think she wrote a book called Zero Waste. She's a French woman. I met her at the Sun Valley Wellness Festival a few years ago. And she is a mother of two, lives a modern life, and she generates one large mason jar of garbage every year. That means only one large mason jar exists from her entire life, the entire year that is not recyclable. recyclable. And she's incredible. She makes her own mascara. She makes her own cleaning products. She gets wine from like the you know a certain vineyard where she takes her own bottles. And she's a modern woman. So she really blew me away. Um, and I think that's a wonderful thing to aspire to. I am nowhere near that. And, uh, we generate way too much garbage. Uh, but you know, I'm trying, I think what happens to with us at least is when you're very, very busy and very, and very stretched, you are less efficient in being very, uh, sustainable, you know, like I forget my bags at the grocery store or they're in another car or my sons took them out or, you know, there's just stuff happens in the life. So I think, you know, you have to find your own relationship to it. Uh, and I do not, um, think that, uh, 
I think you should have whatever you need to adorn your body in a ceremonial uh, way. Uh, so curate your items, have only the things that you truly love around you. And if you don't have the money for those things yet, then leave a space for them, clear out what you have and allow for a space. And the same way that I am about art, um, you can't hang on or you can't, you can, but hanging on to possessions is, um, it's a stop of the flow of energy. So keep things flowing you know, give things to somebody who might need them only if they really want them. <laughs> but, um, you know, keep it flowing. It's like a, a possession is just a possession. So it's your relationship to it and the meaning that it's given your life. And same way, you know, in art, when uh, I love making art and destroying it because, um, and that, you know, could be either completely destroying it or actually painting over it and then drawing something else out because it's the mistakes and the disasters and getting to that moment of impermanence where you understand that you're not holding on to anything that suddenly this amazing miracle will come up. So if you get too precious about possessions or too precious about things, oftentimes I'll find, you know, they'll break or they'll go missing. Um, so there's that fine balance with curating your life, caring for your possessions, you know, keeping some legacy, something for, something for your family, you know, but I think all of us have way too many family things. And I just know from going through it already, you know, so many times it, it just is a big garbage dump of waste. And like, nobody cares, like nobody cares about your journals that you wrote. Like no one after your life is going to go look in your journals and like make something out of it. So it's like, just clean it up. Like have your life clean and curated. And, um, my, uh, I'm ex I'll be excited to reveal my, my little con collection of, the, of possessions, but that won't be for a while. <laughs> so first, uh, let's meet in Malta and have an amazing experience together. And also along with Malta, I'm going to be releasing my first music video. It's actually was shot already like six months ago, but I'm entering into a really teaching this subject of beloved for the entire year. Um, I'm really, um, will be happy to be taking it to different cities and, and traveling around with it. So if you have a yoga studio or you have a community, um, it has to be the right fit, of course, but I'm completely open to, uh, coming to teach this experience and share this experience with, uh, some of you and what a beautiful opportunity it is to meet, uh, for us to meet again, you know, and connect actually as we're in a body. It's such an amazing, um, joy and privilege to be in this body, this lifetime. So, um, anyway, it, retreat is definitely something that I love. I love to be on retreat. I love to teach. I love to share in that format. It's, it's truly a meaningful experience and, and one that I think is, is really, really worthy. So anyway, thank you so much for that question. Okay, I'm going to dive into another question. And uh, this listener says, um, sometimes I find myself doing daily meditation, having a clear mind heading into the day. But as the daily routine gets going, I get lost in my mind and forget to tap into spirit. 
Yeah, don't we all do that? Um, I have two children, ages three and four, and I end up getting wrapped up in our schedule and their behavior, so I become reactionary and not mindful. I am also left with a lot of guilt and shame about how I didn't act from a clear mind and instead yelled, said things that were in, insensitive, etc. Do you have any tips on staying mindful amidst a busy, busy day? How can I set reminders for myself to come back to spiritual awareness? I was going great for many months, and now it feels like I am off track. Also, how can I repair the damage done after a bad day? Damage to both my kids and the way that I feel about myself. And this is from uh, Ainsley, and she gave me permission to use her name. Thank you, Ainsley, so much for this amazing question. Um, and yeah, I so get it. Um, you guys should have seen me yesterday with my two girls. <laughs> it would have been, it would have shocked a lot of you. But I think this this thing is 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 this idea of if we're mindful, like we're always in that state of mindfulness, or after you reach a certain level of awareness, you know, you never have those moments. And and in my experience of life, and being the mother of four and you know now five kids, um, because my nephew lives with me as well well, um, you know, uh, what does it really mean to be a mother? What does it really mean to be a loving mother? And how does that show up and manifest throughout the day? And the truth of the matter is it's a very, uh, messy situation. It's not a black and white situation. It's very gray and murky. And in my experience, every, every situation is unique. Every child is unique. Every energetic experience is unique. And sometimes, as human beings, as mothers, as parents, uh, there is an energetic expression that may be appropriate to the moment that you might not classify in a column of being mindful or spiritual or calm. And I think that's okay. I think it's much more powerful to live authentically and to embrace all parts of yourself. So, you know, our life isn't about walking around with our hands in prayer, you know, going namaste, everybody. That's just, that's not in my experience reality. And I guess I've always sort of fancied myself more of a tantric. And when I use the word tantric, what that means to me is it's being fully embodied in the life. And so because the life that I chose this lifetime was to actually give birth to four children, was to be in three different marriages. I mean, it's a lot of life that's been going on around Srimati's corner of the world. Um, is I had to embrace my life as the spiritual practice. So the way that I merged my my spiritual awareness in my life was by being present in my life. So for, in, for instance, you might say the tantric prayer for eating food is to simply eat it. So I might say that instead of, you know, sitting down at the table and, and, you know, bowing over my plate and sending energy into my food, a way that I can experience my food with gratitude is by being fully present in my experience. So when I'm holding the fork, I feel, it's like feel the fork in the hand, feel the lips, feel the saliva start to accumulate in the mouth, take the first bite of food, chew the food, experience the food, feel the food, honor where the food came from, 
reflect on the earth that provided, you know, the nutrients. And then possibly if you're even more aware, feel the subtle vibrations of what's going into the food. Um, maybe next bite, you know, spoon the food, put it in your mouth. And then your intention is, you know, beloved mana, feed my body, let my body receive this food in the highest uh, use for the body. Let my body be open to absorb the nutrients. Let this body be a healer for my imbalance, for my, you know, if you have an illness or whatever. Um, be very present in what you're doing. And then your life becomes a spiritual practice. Uh, when I had little ones, that's the only way to make it work. So your changing your kids' diapers can be a sacred practice if you meet it as such. So where is your awareness? Can you feel the diaper in your hand as you're you know, cleaning your child's bum? Can you marvel at the miraculous mechanism of the body, the immense privilege it is for you to serve in this way, the magnificent sacred relationship that you have with this being who chose you as its mother to come in. Um, this is the way that we embrace life as a sacred spiritually aware being. And having a meditation practice, the whole reason is to teach you ways to live that practice off the mat or off the meditation cushion. And, you know, in my experience with my own kids, um, I, I intend and I live as authentically as I can. And sometimes that includes very intense expressions of emotion or experience from me, from the mom. And, you know, I had a, a moment with my girls yesterday in the car, you know, where they have been arguing and we took a hike on the trail and we stopped on the trail and I offered them some tips of how they could cultivate, you know, a, a greater love for each other and shift their perspective, <laughs> you know, realizing that I'm like, you know, probably completely insane, but, you know, I try. And then I got in the car and, you know, they kept going and I just blew a gasket, you know, and so I was totally screaming at them. <laughs> so, but the thing is, is that, you know, we have this dialogue and because I'm so honestly like that and also fully take responsibility to any, any time that I'm out of balance. Um, but I also, um, you know, am, am not going to accept certain ways of behavior or certain experiences because it's not my choice because I, because I don't want to. So, um, you know, that, that episode yesterday, the aftermath of it is literally within 15 seconds of that, um, we were talking completely, uh, connected it's crazy. I think it's because I've done it since such a, I've been so real since such a young age. And the thing is too, is that I'm extremely patient and extremely lenient and give them so much freedom and totally respect them as divine beings and, and have supported them and stood for them. So I, I have done my, my job, my agreement with my kids at the highest level possible but I do not sacrifice myself for them. 
So there is a limit. You know, the child can ask for this, for this, for this, for this. And there, be, there comes a limit. And if they hit that limit, they're going to see this mama lion is going to come out and they're going to have an experience. So, um, you know, I don't know, like later in their life, are they, you know, they you know, believe me, we, we're all going to have made mistakes. Somebody asked me this, oh, date, my friends, David and Kristen were over from Florence this week, who also have a house in Malta, who are going to meet us there and, and, uh, take us to Sicily for two days, which is just so gorgeous. Um, also they were a plant power way retreat, uh, folks, um, but anyway, um, they were at, they have a little beautiful son and they were asking, you know, he was asking about, well, you know, do you think this is the right way to be, or that is the right way to be? And I was like, whatever way you are, they're probably going to remember a completely different set of experience than you do. Because as individuals, we all pick up whatever experience we choose to pick up, you know, and we create our experience from that lifetime. I mean, from those moments when there are millions of moments that happen, the personality has a choice of which ones to remember. So probably the ones that I remember are not going to be the ones that they remember. So at some point in the game, it's kind of like, you know, it's just going to be what it is. And, I, and we all make plenty of mistakes. Like I'm sure in their eyes, you know, as much as any parent, like, you know, they're going to have their issues with me and they have their issues with me. But I guess what I'm saying is, is try not to separate your spiritual life from your human life. And, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing um, to be authentic. I think it's a bad thing to suppress. Uh, if you feel strongly a certain way, I think it's it can be not good to suppress that and then act like you know like everything's fine or 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 put a sweet little. Um, a sweet little bit of maple syrup on it, um, as Guru Singh was sharing uh, recently, was that love has many flavors to it. It's not only sweet. Love has a kaleidoscope of flavors to it. And if you're only looking for the sweet, you're missing the entire experience. So my rant in the car yesterday um, I would say it was from love. It was from love to allow them to experience that, you know, life may not meet them and support them in their um, uh, discomfort with it or their unappreciation of it. And, you know, maybe there was another way to do it, but it's not what happened. And so I have to trust the spontaneity of it. And I also am lucky enough where, you know, I was, we were, you know, laughing and in each other's arms, you know, hours later. So it doesn't have residue with me because I've been authentic from the very beginning. So it's like, I'm authentically whatever I am. And they know that it's not, it's not something that I'm holding on to, or I'm building a house of experience from. Um, but you know, it's also like enough is enough, you know, um, as moms and, and parents, you know, wow, <laughs> what, what an amount of energy life requires of us to care for our young. It's quite extraordinary. It's amazing. It's the best thing ever, but oh my freaking God. And it's always kind of comical and, you know, and empathetic for me to see young parents, 
you know, with this amount of output that's required. I mean, it just kicks our asses. Like, how is it that we're this species that we're born and we can't do anything for ourselves until we're, you know, at a certain age? So that's why I always bow to parents. And, you know, I understand because I am one. But what I would say to you, Ainsley, is is just be gentle with yourself, sweetheart. You know, you're doing the best you can. Continue to have that exploration and let go of any big ideas of what it means to be mindful because in every moment you can be reborn. So the whole thing can be completely new, just in a new instance. And I find it more authentic to just be spontaneous with what is, and it's okay to express yourself. Remember, there are many, many different colors of love. And I know, my girls know without a doubt, and all my kids know without a doubt, that um, I have stood for them um, as a mother, protector, guardian, uh, fan, um, lover, like, you know, of life, like no other. Um, so if I'm anything, I'm a mother. And, uh, and sometimes that's not so pretty. <laughs> but uh, hey, that's life. It's messy. So anyway, I hope that's helpful to you and some of parents out there. And um, anyway, it's, uh, it's just always a joy to share in this medium. Thank you so much for listening. I want to thank everybody who, donate, who has donated on Patreon. I greatly appreciate you. And uh, it's going to be a fun a little stretch. I'm going to be releasing uh, a lot of yoga images on Instagram and things connected with the retreat. And for those of you that can't make it, Alea is going to join and photograph. And so we're going to be sharing a lot of what we experience. And I hope I see you uh, in another location down the path a little bit. So uh, I just want to make a couple announcements. And that is... Um, uh, Rich and I have a meal planner service that is called Plant Power Meal Planner, and you can find this on my site, srimati.com. It's an amazing meal planning service designed for busy families. It's been an amazing success. The feedback that we've gotten has surpassed our wildest dreams. And we have partnered uh, with this team, um, Micah Risk and Alexis Fox, who are the creators of Lighter World. And they are just two amazing women, amazing mothers that are both plant-based, that you know have the same challenges and the same um, busy schedules that all of us do. And they've created this platform, which delivers to you over 2,000 plant-based recipes that can be completely customized for your family. So you can enter in if you don't like onions or if you're allergic to lime like I am. Um, you can enter this in how many people you're cooking for and it will it will generate your own customized plant uh, meal planning menu for the week and you know for every week for every day. In some select areas um, they also have grocery delivery but I have a super amazing, exciting announcement that I think is relevant to so many of Rich and my listeners, and that is that we have made the conversions to metric, which is phenomenal. So uh, that is all up and running. It is ready. And uh, and so those conversions are there for people all over the world. So check it out. Um, sign up. It's $1.90 a week. Um, that is it. Uh, so affordable, so useful, and uh, the customer service team 
at uh, the meal planner. They are really stellar. They have just been incredibly helpful and incredibly engaging uh, and providing, you know, information, answering questions, and just really getting the users what they need. So anyway, check that out um, and let me know how you like it. And if you're not following me on Instagram, I'm at Srimati and also Srimati on Twitter. And also please subscribe to my newsletter so that I can keep you informed of more things that are upcoming in the future. Um, I'm not going to do a healing technique this week. Um, I am turning in Plant Power Italia in two weeks. So I did a count on the recipes. I'm over 100, which is good news. But I still am going to experiment with making some homemade pasta and uh, I really want to make a really killer ravioli that is, uh, you know, actually traditional cooked. Um, so I was able to really go into uh, even the next level of cheese. I've taken some of the cheese recipes from my book, This Cheese is Nuts, and I've even taken them one step further just in taste and development. So cheese is such an important part of Italian cooking, um, but always as a, as a side to delicious whole plant-based foods. Again, we are advocating a life of fresh, whole foods, and cheese should be the condiment to that rather than the foundation. Um, so anyway, that book is coming out in 2018, so I won't start promoting that until January. I'll probably post some Instagram images on that and you know, give you a little bit of an insight along the way. But I'm going to be shifting gears and going into teaching retreats, uh, my music video, and also releasing my first yoga video, finally. So anyway, it's going to be a fun last quarter. Uh, I hope you guys are stabilizing after the eclipse. Uh, I hope that you understand um, and, and realize that everything of intensity that is being brought up in your life right now is for you. The, the jewel and the gem is for you inside this energy. And so when you take responsibility for it and become the creator rather than the victim, you allow yourself the possibility to, uh, to pass this initiation or test really that you created for yourself. So I understand a lot of this is very traumatic. It's around real life themes that are very intense. Um, this is what has been brought up so that we can move past it. I also want to add that no matter the political um, arena on the planet, to remember to keep yourself focused in the things that you love to do, keep yourself focused in gratitude, um, care, take care of your body, take care of your space, um, be mindful of energetics. Uh, this is a time to watch and feel your energetic experience and really take care of yourself, understanding that what you put your attention on is what will grow. So put your attention on the love in your heart and uh, keep moving, keep exploring, keep looking for deeper and deeper levels of awareness. And until next time, please know that you are a divine emanation of God and trust yourself believe in yourself, that you are right where you need to be, right in this very moment. And so let's just all 
have that moment of self-love and self-acceptance and self-celebration. The fact that you exist in a body at all is a miraculous miracle of God and really feel that for yourself. And so until next time, I'm sending you lots of love and blessings. Have a beautiful week. Um, Namaste. Beloved, you must be very near to me now. I've been crying. I'm dying. The rain comes down. Different story now. Each part of me in pieces on the ground. Darkness hails. I'm so afraid. Please help me. Please help me to find my way home. Now, pretty baby from another space in time, lightness heals. Bring me I'm breaking ground